Hey y'all, before we jump into today's episode, we would like to invite you to a special event we're hosting on May 30th called Women in Whiskey. Join us for an adult field trip filled with Southern fun at the Jack Daniels Distillery right here in our home state of Tennessee. Get ready to learn while sipping. We will be taking a private tour of the distillery, enjoy a barbecue lunch on the beautiful hillside, and partake in early happy hour with cocktails provided by Jack Daniels as we listen in on a conversation with women who work in the industry. The conversation will be led by yours truly, your hosts of the Steel Magnolias podcast. Learn more about the event at steelmagnoliaspodcast.com. You can grab your tickets there and we cannot wait to see you on May 30th. And now on with the show. Cajun and Creole culture has made Louisiana truly be one of the most interesting areas of the American South. These two ethnic groups have their own unique history, cuisine, culture, and traditions. Meet us at the table to discuss some of the similarities and differences of Cajun and Creole. I'm Lainey. And I'm Laura Beth. And we are Steel Magnolias. The strength of steel with the grace of a magnolia. We are here to have uplifting conversations about life in the South. And we've got plenty of room at our table. So pull up a chair. Well, if music licensing weren't so darn expensive, we would have some (laughs) Cajun and Creole music uh, coming in right now. Just imagine a little accordion (laughs) and some, yeah, (laughs) some fun beats going. Hey, I've said it on here before, but when we get reviews specifically on Apple Podcasts, that does something to something in uh, to terms the algorithms of, in terms of charting and finding people finding yes. us so it is a good thing i know that but also i was so encouraged by the couple that we got last week so i wanted to read a couple of lines from them because I love it. when i say on here hey just do a simple review i literally mean just hey love, love the show love the show southern culture at its finest i mean that's all that i you know have in my head as an example but these were so heartfelt oh, so and that really does I, I actually read them on podcasts that i like or don't like just to see what people are saying yeah so people do read people them. do read them yeah i'm big big getting bigger and bigger on reviews in general for shopping reasons everything and, it helps yeah so This one is um, a five-star review. There is a genuine sweetness about these two, to the world and certainly towards one another. Their energy is very soothing in a way that puts you in the mind of rocking in an oversized wicker chair on the front porch while the wind rustles through the trees. And their recounting of steel magnolias will make you ugly cry in the best kind of ways. (laughs) Keep going, ladies. And then, uh, well, we got a message this week of somebody that said, You made me cry at work. And we gave the. She's like, I know you gave a disclaimer, but I cried at work. That's why we know. And then this one just was so simple, but love this podcast. So uplifting. I've listened to every episode and it makes me a better grounded person. Wow. Yes. Mission mission more than accomplished. We just thought we were bringing some fun and life into your world of Southern culture. But if we're. Well, you know what? I do take seriously what I 
how I use my words. Sure. And there's actually, I haven't even told you this because we don't really go over our notes before we do a episode. Right. I have something at the very end that I felt a weight of needing to mention. Okay. In regards to Cajun Creole, Louisiana, New Orleans, all of that. Like I just wanted to throw in a little thing at the end. So So good. Because I care about my people. For sure. So Yeah, that's so good. You can share, connect, and support this show in a variety of ways. Text a friend and make sure they have a link to the show. You can share on your Facebook or Instagram, whichever one you prefer. And you can financially support us by visiting the link in our show notes or steelmagnoliaspodcast.com. Okay, well, let's dive in. So we are definitely talking about two distinct ethnicities. Right. Neither of which we hail from so we're just coming from that's right research we've done (laughs) we want to know more just like everyone else we're always learning we're not gonna cover the gamut yeah but But we're gonna try we're so for cajuns we're really talking about like a subset of louisiana creoles you could even almost say creoles are from new orleans and cajuns populate the rural parts of south louisiana but that is like a way oversimplification right yeah, I've even heard that in regards to food. Like Creole food is more coastal, mm-hmm. Cajun is more inland. Yeah, but I don't think that's even fair because they not. Have sometimes seafood in their food. Like, yeah, it so, gets complicated. Yeah, I just wanted to say up front, if this is your heritage, that I'm, I'm sure it is much more complicated and complex than we will be able to make For distinctions sure. in. But we should just go ahead and mention that. Um, just right from the start, there was diversity in this place called Acadia. Acadia meaning um, that area of French settlers that lived up in Nova Scotia. So Canada. Yeah. Some of that. Yeah. Yeah. Prince Edward Island. Yeah. But yeah. And of Green Gable. <laughs> That's what yes. I think of when I think of that area. That's really good. Yeah. So, you know, maybe some people use these two specific groups as like racial distinctions but we're not going to really use it like that today we're just going to kind of come from yeah i don't really think migrations yeah. and everything that we've been able to come up with so um because it is a mix of european and african descents so mm-hmm. it's really hard to well and think about louisiana at one point was under Spanish rule at one point under French rule, like yeah. all of that brings in complications, yes. right? Yes. Of, well, I'm saying complications. That makes it complex in a good way too. Exactly. Like yes. I don't mean it as a, yes. as a negative. Yes. Just it's just complex. It interesting. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it makes it hard to define yes. too. Yes. yes. So it, it to that point, it's hard to identify exactly when these um, Acadian Creoles that when they started even calling themselves Creole or Cajun, right? Is that what you would kind of say? Well, I would or? say that, that when the British took over that area of Nova Scotia, mm-hmm. they, ex- I mean, it they was an exiled. expulsion yes, of yes. Acadian people. Yeah. They weren't necessarily deported to Louisiana. They were just mm-hmm. sent, aw- sent away. Mm-hmm. So some of them actually went to France. Some of them went yeah. to... South Carolina, North Carolina, like they went different places, but a lot of them ended up down here in Louisiana, 
because they were friendly to him. Okay. Well, Southern hospitality right off. (laughs) Right off. Or French hospitality. Yeah, like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it was like, yeah, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So even a lot of the ones that had gone over to France ended up, once it was under French, it was once it was under a French rule mm-hmm. coming mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and I even read that, like, historians, they, as best they can, define Creole as meaning anything from an ethnic group consisting of individuals with European, African, Caribbean, or Hispanic descent. Yes. Um, born in New Orleans with French or Spanish ancestry. ancestry. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That's hard to... <laughs> How yeah, many that's... people groups did I just <laughs> name? Like, Well, and I think also that expulsion of the Acadians was 1755 to 1764. Okay. And then Louisiana was transferred to the Spanish government in 1762. So bring that in, that whole French-Spanish transition. Yes. Brings about a lot of change and things too. Yes. Because even though France and Spain are really close bordering countries, they could not be... More, more different different My that's right yeah well and then i think also um both of france and spain were highly at that time highly catholic yeah and so you're gonna have a lot of a catholic influence in a lot of this both cultures too yeah yeah but different expressions yes of that yes so some of those expressions that we're going to talk about today are things like the food music and even language. the language itself yeah. so um you want to start with some food distinctions Girl, between i always like to talk about that cajun now. and creole sure well i guess we could yeah you want to start with differences there's a few things that are similar let me start with that okay actually if you don't mind go so both of the cuisines of cajun and creole are um a lot of them will use that, what they call the Holy Trinity. Yes, yes. Of And so that is chopped green peppers, onions, and celery. Unlike the French Holy Trinity, they are carrots, celery, and onion. Okay. But in Cajun Creole, you, usually instead of the carrots, you have the peppers. Peppers, okay. And I think there's a lot of misconception that all of their, or a lot of their food is really spicy. Okay. And I get that because, you know, we did an episode on hot sauces, Mm -hmm. and so many of them come from Louisiana. Yes. You got Tabasco, Crystal, Louisiana hot sauce. I mean, so many of the good ones come from there. Yes. I'm naming some of the big names, but... But their food is not necessarily spicy, but a lot of times people like to add like to that add kick to it. Sure, to it. sure. But with the differences in their food, Creole food uses a lot more tomatoes and tomato-based sauces. For sure, yeah. Cajun doesn't use any, I don't think. Maybe not. Yeah. I, that yeah. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, certainly not to the extent that Creole does. Creole food is considered more city cooking Okay. And I said, I've even heard people say it's more coastal as well. So more seafood in theirs versus the chicken sausage you're going to see in more of an inland Cajun. But that's not 100% true because I do have seen Cajun recipes that include seafood and Creole recipes that sometimes have sausage or something. But anyway. Yeah. But yeah, you're going to see in Creole a lot more of the... um, French influence, Italian, Spanish, that kind of thing. Yeah. 
Cajun food. Wait, and then also I would just even add to that, like, lots of rich sauces, lots even more. Like the, with the roux. Yeah. Where they make the roux with the yes. flour. That's very French, to make the butter flour roux. Yes. And then that makes such wonderful um, gumbo. Yes. Um, There's even something called shrimp creole or different sorts of um, grits dishes that are like sauced heavily. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. And then Cajun. And then, you know, they do use a lot of fish and things like that in their foods. Um, But the Cajun food is often more what's considered like home cooking. Yes. Like a one pot meal kind of thing. One pot meals. That's exactly right. Backyard crawfish boils. That's more Cajun. Mm Mm-hmm jambalaya rice based dishes yeah and while you see that in new orleans you're gonna see a lot more of that in like lafayette yeah and yeah some of those areas yes smoked meats would Lots be a lot more prevalent meat, a lot more cajun pork sausage um yeah that boudin yeah am Just, i saying that right That's yeah a sausage yeah, that yeah. you see used boudin a balls. lot in yeah. um cajun food just meat heavy in general, I would say, for Cajun. And yum. All of it sounds so yum, though. But all of this would be definitely found throughout New Orleans, Cajun and Creole. Yes. There's such a foodie town, I feel like you have to in mention. Yeah. What are they oh, do? Yeah. What are they doing in New Orleans? And yeah. But yeah, you said like And you know, Lafayette. I thought it was funny, even when you think about some of the famous chefs of New Orleans, Emerald or, mm-hmm. you know, some of the ones like that, they do both. Yeah. Cajun and yes. Creole. It's yes. not like they strictly stick with one. So No, you can see how they cross There's over. There's overlap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so let's talk about music. I mean, we're talking some very lively music coming out. Well, and, you know, Louisiana has inspired so many different genres of music. I mean, not just Cajun and Creole kind of yeah. sounds, but jazz and blues and country i mean they've just had a real impact i feel like even on rock and roll like for sure new orleans and louisiana has just yes made its way into everything yes but cajun music and zydeco music are closely related parallel music forms cajun music is often considered the music of the white cajuns of south louisiana Mm -hmm. while zydeco is the music of the black creoles Mm -hmm. of that same region Mm -hmm. and you know for good reason they want the distinction to be made yes like don't call me a creole or don't call me a cajun if that's not what i am you know i mean that's just no one everybody wants to be yeah called what they yes, are exactly but both share a lot of the common influences and um sound similar i know i'm like that i actually I, was listening to both to try to make distinction and i'm like I, there's a lot of overlap yeah yeah i want to honor their want wanting distinctions but it is difficult yeah cajun music i, I read something and this really helped me is most easy easily recognized by three elements the button accordion the fiddle and the french language okay fair enough that sounds very good um even today's songwriters write their songs in french having learned the language from their parents and grandparents mm-hmm. so that's three easy. Okay, to, that's Cajun. That's Cajun. Okay. Most Cajun songs are either two steps or waltzes. Okay. And I actually, when I was looking for music to listen to, yeah, I was watching videos, and that's what they were doing was like two stepping. Okay. You know, two yeah. the songs. Yeah. So 
where there's music culture, there's dance culture. Yes. Too, always. Yes. Um, and there's no question that the music, that that music belongs to that people group. It influences, you know, it has influences from Appalachian because mm-hmm. yes. there's some of that influence. The, um, even Native American, mm-hmm, for sure, know, they were there first. Exactly, when Native Canadians came. Yes, and then on the flip side, early Zydeco was a blend of Louisiana French accordion music and Afro Caribbean beats. Okay, yes. So, yes. hand clapping, foot stomping, kind of more of that West Africa steel drum, probably yeah. kind of sound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. but yeah washboard they even had some of that washboard in there early zydeco pioneers really kind of combined traditional sounds with r&b elements oh that makes sense so today's zydeco has evolved even further with influences from soul and rap and reggae yeah think of all those islands that are nearby that are influencing yeah the beats and the sounds yeah and probably will only continue to because there's still a lot of migration coming from sure. that Caribbean area. So, Well, one thing I wanted to mention, if all of this is piquing your interest with mm-hmm. food and music and dance of these cultures, is the Jazz Fest that takes oh, place in New Orleans. Yes. It's always late April, early May. Okay. So plan your trip if you would like to experience this firsthand to go down to New Orleans for the Jazz Fest. Um, the website, it was so funny. I was looking it up. Okay. And when I looked up and I saw the website, this will make you laugh. It's www.nojazzfest, nojazzfest.com. And I was like, no jazz fest? Is this still a COVID problem? And then I was like, oh, New Orleans jazz fest. I get it. Okay. So if if you want to. That was a millennial or a Gen Z that came up with the abbreviated. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Well, I wanted to talk a little bit about the language as well. And the, I mean, the best way I can know to do this is to actually play some examples. So I'm going to do that in just a second. But, oh, good. A clips of the sound. Yes. Because okay. I, mean, I can't do these voice. You know, oh my gosh, that's no. silly. What? No, I'm not doing that. So. But Cajun French is generally the term used to describe that kind of French that's spoken in South Louisiana. So I would like you to listen to a Cajun musician, and he's, he'll introduce himself. So he'll start in English, and then he'll flow right into Cajun French. My name is Louis Michaud, and I'm from Lafayette, Louisiana. We call it Pilate in between Broussard and Lafayette. Went to church and school in Broussard. Went to Lafayette, is kind of what I claim. My family is from New Orleans, it's been des années, des années. The generation, my sister, they went to Lafayette pas mal. I would say that, you know, I'm a Creole, Cajun, it's kind of a, you know, kind of all that put together. Creole would be my New Orleans side. Uh, the Michos came from Haiti via France. A lot of my other sides are like Spanish Creole from New Orleans, uh, Marine, um, Reggio. So Michaud is Michaud is his last name. He said that in the video. I'm glad he said that because I wasn't for sure how to pronounce it. And he said that was a Haitian name. So okay. I mean, <laughs> talk about a melting pot. Even his English was a little hard for me to understand because of the 
thickness of his, of his accent. different accents. So that is Cajun French. And there is also uh, Creole that's spoken there. Now, this was interesting to me. There's an estimate that say there are under 7,000 to 10,000 people who still speak Louisiana Creole. It's French-based. It's very closely related to Haitian Creole, uh, which he probably had a little bit of in his Cajun French there, too. But, I mean, as this whole episode has basically shown, there's so much overlap. So so the clips that I'm going to play are just really basic phrases. So it's not going to have the translation in English right after it, but you're probably going to hear it in the cadence. These are things like, how are you? Good morning. Okay. Right. Okay. okay. Bonjour. Comment toye? Comment ça va? Comment ça pécouri? Mon bien, merci. Oh, mon cagou. Ocopoc. Ça va bien, merci. Oh, ça va mal. Qui c'est ton nom? Comment y est-elle toi? Mon nom c'est. Et toi? Qui c'est ton nom? Ça te fait dans la vie. Merci. Pas de quoi? So I think you're hearing probably even some, if you've studied French, some very familiar yes. phrases. You and I have both been to Haiti before. So I was hearing a lot of very familiar phrases. Yes. It sounds very Haitian Creole. So um, French and Spanish are so beautiful to me. They are. I know. So I had a funny thing happen just this week when I was checking out at the store. And I had this guy um, that was ringing up my the cashier, items, yeah, yeah. the cashier, and he was totally cutting up and being so silly. Okay. And loved his job. What? He loved his job. <laughs> he was being so funny. And I said something based on our conversation. I was like, well, your wife must be a saint. <laughs> and he said, she is saint. And I can't remember his last name, but it's saint something. Oh, my okay. Goodness. And okay. I said, are you from Louisiana? And he said, no, I'm from Haiti. They wish they were from Haiti, those people in Louisiana. That's what he said. That's amazing. Um, when I said I had been to Jacques Mel, I thought he was going to cry. He was so excited oh. to talk to me about it. But anyway. That's amazing. It's just so funny. The overlap of Haiti and yes. Louisiana. And yes. how um, you see a lot of similarities in yeah. culture. So much pride, though. Oh, for sure. So much pride. No matter which one you're from. Exactly. That's why we were trying to be delicate in how we described some of these. Exactly. it's very important to for the Cajuns sure. to be Cajun. Sacred the to them. Yes, to be Creoles. So uh, those are the main pillars, I think, that you can use to differentiate or look for similarities. There's lots more. You know, the art, the... Um, architecture everything yeah, yeah. yeah the the way they do family the sports you know even how they on. celebrate mardi gras like different wow. i yes. mean there's just different yes. things and different in in both yes one thing i wanted to mention um i just hold very like i said in our intro like i just very hold a lot of weight on what i speak into mm -hmm. for people and this goes for all things spiritual, not just this topic today. Sure. But I felt a way to mention that even in spiritual things in this region, mm -hmm. we always need to be on a little bit of high alert, if you will, what you open yourself up to. Uh -huh. And they're um, in some of the spiritual culture of that region. There's a lot of voodoo. Okay. I thought that's, a, that's where I thought you were going. Yeah. 
And so I just wanted to say, if you're in New Orleans, if you're in Haiti, wherever you are, um, even if you're just in your own hometown, just be aware of what you open yourself up to. I know there's a lot of tours and yeah, that's um, a good point. Palm readers and just yeah. things that um, seem like you're just having fun exploring, exploring the culture, exploring the culture. But just be careful. Um, what you open yourself up yes. to. I'll just leave it at that. No, no to voodoo. No, no. It might sound like it's no big deal, but when you've seen the, the fruits of, in, it's, it's, it is a big deal. Yeah, it is. Yeah, that was part of both of our experiences in, in Haiti. Haiti. Yes. In New Orleans, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yes, actually, yes. <laughs> well, we hope that that did give you a little taste of... Of a wonderful place. I didn't mean to end it on a weird note. No! I just... I think that's a really good aware. thing to mention because there's a lot of just in the in the name of travel and tourism mm-hmm. things that we do that we wouldn't even do at our own hometown yeah. that we're just trying to explore a city or explore a place or yeah just um, have wisdom. Yes. Such a good point. Well, we enjoyed our conversation with you today and thanks again for those of you that have left reviews. If you haven't, go ahead and do that now and we will see you back here next time. Peace be with y'all.